Welcome to episode number 150. Woohoo! Of taking with you for December 18th, 2011. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. You're laughing. You'll have to explain later. Okay. There is an awesome version of Silent Night. That's how it was intended to be played. <laughs> you think so? Probably not. Probably not. But it sure was it, good it's sounding. It's a very upbeat, happy version. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. 
Yeah. So what were you laughing about at the beginning of the program? Well, I just looked up your impromptu question that you posted on Facebook for our podcast. Yeah. And you asked, if money was no object, what would you really want for Christmas? Okay. And the very first answer. Yeah. <laughs> someone wrote, ha, 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 liposuction. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'd go for that. And I and I thought I'm right there with you, sweetie. <laughs> That's funny to you. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. I just had never thought of putting that on my Christmas list before. Well, money wasn't an object, you know. Yeah. 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 So, welcome everybody. Obviously, since we did start the show out with a nice Christmas tune, mm-hmm. this is uh, our pre-holiday take us take him with you during the week before Christmas and traveling to your relative's house program. Mm-hmm. We thought we would do something fun and inspirational that you could listen to in Inspir- the car. I don't know about or- inspirational, but. Well, the Bible's inspirational. Well, that's true. And we're playing some very inspirational music. That's right. One of, one of the most favorite songs that you've oh, ever yeah. written. Yeah. Um, it's kind of uh, from kind of the perspective of Mary, the uh-huh. mother of Jesus. Mm-hmm. What, oh, Mary, did you know this baby boy? That wasn't the one you wrote. No, I didn't write that. No, but this I'm one, tired of that song. No offense a, to whoever wrote it. This one is a good one, though. Too, I like so, it. Yeah, I like it too. So we're going to hear that later, mm-hmm. and a little update on what's going on at our house, and <laughs> and of course these crazy answers to the question you posted on Facebook. So yes, we've got quite what the, would you want for Christmas if money was no object? We've got quite the. Um, podcast lined up today yeah i think everybody's gonna really enjoy their pre-christmas podcast Mm -hmm. with lots of great music and lots of great fun and comments so stick around we'll be back after these important messages yeah hi there rick moyer here to let you know about an exciting new project that i'm working on called stargazer 2 you heard stargazer 1 and enjoyed that and now some brand new singles are out on iTunes, CD Baby, Rhapsody, Amazon, and more. Building on the relaxing type of stuff that I did in Stargazer 1, I'm using now the iPad some different programs like GarageBand and uh, Moog and also um, some really fun things in a program called Thumb Jam. So it's a lot of fun. I'm putting out some some really neat stuff that I think you'll really, really enjoy. And right now you can get the singles um, on iTunes called So Many Moons. That's what you're listening to now. You also can get Just Past Pluto sounds a little bit like this. I did a vocal project that I released on iTunes recently, just one single called Robot Gunslinger Cowboy. You probably heard it on the Trex and Sci-Fi podcast, but this is a revamped version with brand new instrumentation and some really cool vocals. And uh, here's a little sample of Robot Gunslinger Cowboy. I want to be a robot gunslinger cowboy. I want to be a robot gunslinger cowboy. I want to be a robot 
There you go, some brand new material out of the Moyer Multimedia LLC production studio. 99 cents a track on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, and all the different outlets of uh, music and stuff like that. And, you know, hey, three bucks and you have some brand new Moyer music. Why not? (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to my stuff. I really appreciate every single person that downloads and enjoys my music. Have a great day and God bless. I got all this done pre-break the elbows, you know. Yeah, you haven't been working a lot this week with no. your very sore elbows. Yeah, but, my arms hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, you did break them. Well, yeah. That kind of There's that. caused them to hurt. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Don't and, break your elbows, everybody. Don't do then, it. And um, then your hand was injured, too, and had... Um, how do yeah. I delicately say this? Blood all over the place? I don't think you can delicately say that. Mm. Anyway, and um, just was it yesterday for Friday? Um, you found a piece of glass in it. Yeah, that was nice. The, the ER people didn't even look at so yeah, they just so. put a Band-Aid on it. So you got the glass out, so hopefully it'll heal and your knees will heal. And Yeah. You're, you just need to heal. <laughs> you need to heal up. Yeah. 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 So... We're we're just plugging along here. Um, but I did go to the to the bone doctor. Yes, you went to the bone doctor, and he and he likes Star Trek, so I gave him a Mary Trekmas CD. Uh-huh. And you also um, are going to be starting physical therapy on Monday. Yeah. Yep. Kind of not so. looking forward to that, but at the same time, uh, right now, very difficult. I can't type, and I can't play keyboard. And mm-hmm. I can't play my guitar. And can't it's uh, wash your face difficult. because you can't put your hands out. I can't. Put, well, I can't. Well, you can wash it with a washcloth, but you can't put your hands out. You know how normally people put water in their hands and splash up on their face or right, something? Like, like make a cup out of you, their hands? You can't, I can't do that. You can't turn your hands up facing upward. And that's because of the break. Yeah. So, um, so they're going to teach me how to do that again. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, learn how to. So eventually here you'll be able to play the guitar and piano again. And well, that'll be good considering... It's a, a long road, but um, you're into about a week and a half of your six to eight week recovery, recovery yeah. time. Yay. Let's just say this. Don't break your elbows. It's, it's not the best No, nah, you know, it. it uh, I guess it all could have been way worse, but, uh, you know, well, at least I survived. And talking about breaking things, uh-huh. you have a YouTube video, um, a video on YouTube. Yeah, a lot of people watch this of, particular video of too. You breaking my flat top range that I had. Okay, well let me explain for, for those people me. that don't know about this. Uh-huh. What happened is I, I'm known to do my impromptu instructional videos on whatever I feel like at the time, mm-hmm. and I happened to be cutting up a chicken, and I thought, you know, a lot of people ask sometimes. Well, because I can cut up meat and stuff like that. Yeah. They, they want to know how do you cut well, up a chicken? Well, because sometimes you can buy, like, we'll get it on sale for 99 cents a pound. And right. so, so... So what well, I what I did is I went into the kitchen and it was... The the place where I usually chop up the chicken mm-hmm. was didn't look so great. And I knew that if I took a picture of that, you'd get mad at me. Well, the the other option was you could have washed the crumbs off the island it wasn't just there. crumbs. It was a, there was a lot of stuff going on. Well, yeah, to make a long story short, I took the cutting board, a, another cutting board, and mm-hmm. I set it on top of the stove, which we have a flat 
top stove, and I cut the chicken up just fine until the very end. Mm-hmm. And it got to the very end, and I and I couldn't cut through the backbone of the chicken, so I grabbed the meat cleaver like I usually do. Mm-hmm. And I said, now, after I got all done with the video, it was about the last statement, I said, now, if you can't get through it, just grab your meat cleaver and you hit it like this. And I brought up the meat cleaver and I hit the chicken and broke it in half. The uh, chicken was just perfect. And, and then I set it over to the side and then said goodbye. And then when I went to pick up the cutting board, <coughs> I had smashed the entire right side of mm-hmm. the uh, of the stovetop. So for about a year and a half, I think. Oh, it hasn't been, been that long, has it? Um, I think it's been a long time. You could look on the YouTube video you posted for the date if you wanted. Yeah, I probably could. But for could. quite some time, I have had a oh, cookie well, yeah. sheet. Oh, well, yeah. When you go back to the, and watch the video, you can see when I hit the mm-hmm. meat cleaver on the thing, the, the stove flashes like electrical light underneath yeah, it. Well, and then you can see it break, but I didn't see that. And I'm hoping that when we do get it fixed, that the insides are going to be okay. Yeah. We'll have to find that out. Well, yeah, sure they will. The insides, because it did flash. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, um, for Christmas this year, Rick has because he hasn't been able to drive or go shopping. He said, "What would you like for Christmas, dear?" I haven't been. Able I, I to said this. Go what anywhere. would you like for Christmas, dear? Yeah. And I said, "Well, you know, the top of my Christmas list would be I'd like to have more than two burners to cook on, because." He broke my stove quite a while ago, and we did Thanksgiving dinner, and it made it very challenging. You know, if you want to steam a vegetable and cook potatoes and make gravy, we had to kind of rotate through the burners. Yeah. And so it was challenging. We're a two-burner family. (laughs) And originally there were five burners on my stove. Make my day. But we've only been able to use two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said... It would sure be nice. And my mom had asked us what we wanted, and you actually came up with the idea. Well, why don't you put money money towards towards the cooktop? cooktop. And your parents are putting some money towards the cooktop. And we're all putting money towards the cooktop. And even Catherine is putting some money towards the cooktop. And so so I ordered it. So you ordered it, and it probably won't get here till about New Year's Eve, but for this. No, 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 no. Or New Year's Day? It will be installed on the 30th 30th of December. A day and a half, be, or two days before New Year's. Okay, so right before New Year's. Yeah, Eve, so you get yourself a get nice new, new cook stuff. And I and I didn't um, I didn't plan on putting it in. I hired somebody to do it. Yeah, and it's so bendy, there. but at least they'll hopefully be put in correctly. Yeah, it was a little bit more expensive than I expected, but you know. I tend to break things when I'm trying to fix them, and so yeah. probably a good idea just to pay for have it done, and so we did. Yeah. So and or we will. And since we have some help, so that's what I'm going to get for Christmas. And uh, Merry Christmas, dear! And you got an iPhone. And I got an iPhone that wasn't really for Christmas, but it was. What was that? We just. Yeah, I've been wanting one for a long time. We had somebody help us with it. And that was very someone nice. gave us their upgrade because they And then didn't somebody want paid that. for it. And someone paid for it. So I got an iPhone. And now for we just free. have to come up with a thirty extra dollars a month. Yeah. <laughs> so that for the data plan. for free. But it has yeah. been such a blessing because I work away she from home. She does love her iPhone, everybody. I do. I work away from home five days a week, sometimes six. Yeah. And it is so nice to be able to keep in contact with everyone. I think it was the I first time in our marriage that I ever had iPhone envy or 
tech envy from my wife. Yeah, because usually I'm low tech and Rick's high tech. Not and, not anymore. But I've gotten more high tech as time has gone on. But I used to be at home, and so if I needed to get on a computer, she I could just did. get on a computer. But now that I'm working away You're from You're on home, the go, so you need the on-the-go gadgets. And so it's really fun. So I have to tell everybody the cool thing that happened, though. Yeah. Go ahead. So I'm having all this like, oh, gosh, she has an iPhone and I have a droid and I don't like my droid. I mean, it's not horrible, but it wasn't the greatest Some thing in the world. Some people love droids, but yeah, you, yeah. we were used I to. I want an iPhone. We were used to iPod touches and right. iPods and really like that. So I, I posted the your old phone for sale and then I had mm-hmm. a, a, a one of the first droids for sale as well on Facebook. And somebody said, uh, I told them that you got an iPod or iPad, ah, iPhone. Mm-hmm. I'll say it right. And uh, somebody responded by saying, I hate my iPhone. I wish I could yeah, have a droid. it was one of the girls that used to go to our youth group. And so I, I said, well, I'll trade you my droid and another phone for, for the iPhone. And we started private messaging back and forth. And within two hours, I had traded my phone plus some cash, mm-hmm. which was a really good deal, and I got an iPhone. Yeah, I, cause, iPhone four. Cause now, you have the four like, S. I have the four. Because they're like what six hundred dollars if you don't yeah, have a. Yeah, that's how much upgrade. I was going to have to buy them for. Yeah, and we weren't going to do that. No. <laughs> that so wasn't we, in the we budget. Were, so I we both have iPhones now. Yeah, mine's the four, and yours is the four S, which is kind of mm-hmm. weird. We could always switch. No. Jeez. <laughs> Listen to her. She goes faster than I do now. Yeah. And you have Siri. Yeah. That's hilarious. Here, watch this. Bring it oh, right here. Just a minute. Come here. No, I want to do that. Here. Here's her phone. This is her phone. Ready? This watch is this. about the heaviest thing that he this can is hold. So, ready? Find the Take Him With You podcast. Sorry, Amy. I can't search that content. All right, let's try this. Who is Rick Moyer? Here's the contact information. Well, there I am. I just brought up my email address on the screen. That's pretty good. Watch this one, Ernie. What is the meaning of the universe? This might answer your question. Uh, Let me see. What did it give me? Universal set definition. A set fixed with the framework of a theory of consisting of all objects considered in this theory. The complement of the universal set is the empty set. That didn't help me any. The, those are mathematical terms. Yeah. Do you like podcasts? You don't have any podcasts matching do you like. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny, though. Yeah. It's really fun. Watch this. Do you like treks in sci-fi? This is about you, Amy, not me. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, anyway, you can have a conversation with with the 4S because it has Siri Mm -hmm. on it, and uh, it's pretty funny. It's fun to argue with your Siri. Yeah, Yeah. so mine doesn't have that. That's okay. But we do. I really, really am thankful that I have an iPhone now. Love it, love it, love it. Far Mm -hmm. better than any phone I've ever had. Yes, yes, And it's yes. cool. So quit looking at your phone. What are well, you doing? Um, you didn't write this on the notes, but can you tell people what happened at our house Friday night? Hmm. 
You can't remember. That wasn't very long ago. <laughs> well, try, oh, you mean Catherine's party? Yeah. Like she should come talk about it, not me. Hey, Catherine, do you want to talk about what you did last night? Yeah. Huh? Did what? she say yeah? Did you say yeah or nah? Yeah. Oh, she said nah. She doesn't so want to talk about it. she had, what, four girls here? Yeah. Four teenagers here I last I put a YouTube night. video of them doing the and, bubble wrap um, popping contest. Yeah, if you want to go to the YouTube site, you can see my daughter and her friends jumping you, on bubble wrap. YouTube.com slash Rick Moyer 777. So she found this recipe for... Um, Hot chocolate that you make in a crock pot, mm -hmm. the, the recipe is like 1,200 calories a cup, I think. Gee whiz. I, I mean, it's so rich. It's like drinking. It's so rich chocolate. you need a bank loan to so, drink it. <clears throat> we, we made up a hot It's cocoa so rich. Bar. The cocoa has a butler. So we had different kinds of marshmallows. We it's had, so rich. The cocoa drives a Rolls Royce. Uh, we had gingerbread men marshmallows we had snowman marshmallows and we had regular little marshmallows and we had little chocolate sprinkles and we had those snowflake sprinkles and we had cinnamon and we had whipped cream and so we had this hot chocolate bar with with christmas cups mm -hmm. and so we had that all set up and then there was goodies for the girls to eat and then they watched christmas actually the movie that they ended up watching they were going to watch Christmas movies, but I'm not sure that when they ended up watching was actually a Christmas movie. I think it was just a, a tweeny bopper movie. Well, it's because our white Christmas DVD is ruined. What happened to it? I don't know. We always But I do know that the Christmas. cocoa is so rich that it needs an estate planner. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think we probably had hot chocolate hangovers today. I didn't. I only had two drinks of it. You had just a couple sips. Cause because that was like death to the person with diabetes. It would be a diabetic coma if you drink yeah, the whole I don't, cup. don't really want to die. Yeah. So we shared a cup. What's wrong with him? He had cocoa. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> Did it have mini marshmallows on it? Yes. Tell, tell about 11 or 11.30 last night. It was yeah, quite yeah. noisy here. With but my arms ache last night. I had to put them on ice and everything because yeah, I'm like a fish. You're supposed to be putting ice. You on want me ice. to put them on ice? I'm like a fish. You're like a fish. They put it fish on ice. Okay. Well, well, that's it. That's all that's, that's happened at our house, even though thousands of things. Well, we had one other thing that we were really actually quite bummed at about. Yeah. We were out grocery shopping on Saturday morning after we dropped Catherine off at a little side job she's doing, helping someone move, mm -hmm. and um. Helping a good friend of ours pack up her stuff to move. Yeah. And we went grocery shopping and Safeway. We were planning. Safeway is my friend. They have free Wi-Fi. We were planning on having Rick's parents over on Sunday afternoon for a Christmas dinner, early Christmas dinner, since I we used, weren't going to be with them on Christmas. I used something really cool, though, at the grocery store. This um, program called Reminders on the on an app mm -hmm. on my iPad. You made your grocery list. And Put you the grocery list, and then you can click the button, and it clicks. It yeah. yes, simple so, pleasures. So you were happy about that, but in yeah. the middle of grocery shopping, we were, we were actually almost done. We got a phone call that your dad had been in the hospital again, yeah. and he's not feeling well. So they're not coming. They're down. not coming down on Sunday, and so, so we now, were really bummed. Yeah. We took 
took back our, our fresh green beans that we were going to make <laughs> <laughs> and um, put them back. And we thought, well, some of the other stuff we'll keep. But um, I, I kind of had to have a little attitude adjustment. Yeah, you were I all was really, testy. I was really upset. And there's nothing. It's kind of like I was in need of that serenity prayer that, you know, sometimes you just realize that there are things that... You have no control over. Yeah. You well, I, I want to make sure Dad's okay because, yeah. you know. Anyway, he ha- what he did is he went in and he had a procedure done, mm-hmm. um, and then a little bit later that day he started not feeling Having too well. Some complications. Yeah, from and the then test. by yeah. the mo- by the morning he was miserable and they had to go to the emergency room and that was this yeah. morning, and so they can't come down for yeah. the thing, but. We've got it all planned out. We're for, hoping they get The day together. after Christmas, they're coming down. Yeah. When you have a big family, you have to kind of be flexible. do some things one day and with this yeah. part of the family, and then the other side of the family do some other days. And so everybody pray for my dad that he gets yeah. all better and that we get to spend some time with him at Christmas. Yeah, so around Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was my attitude adjustment because I was really bummed about that. But I, Didn't I keep reminding you that there was nothing we could do and that yeah. we just have to go with the flow? You did. And usually, you go, and usually you're the one that always reminds me of that, and I'm going, Hey, listen, yeah, well. listen, when you break your elbows and you can't do anything but walk around like Sigmund the Sea Monster, <laughs> then you just learn to roll with the punches at that point. I thought you looked more like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. With, with, those, a... with the useless arms hanging <laughs> yeah. off the body? Yeah, that's what, that's what I am. I can't even buckle my seatbelt. It's so stupid. Well, you know, I, th- I think about that every time I put you in the car. and I. She puts me in the car. Like, well, I, like I'm a little kid she I puts in a your... car seat. I, I go around Take and... Take it away, I go around and I... Can I, I have my goldfish <laughs> crackers, please? <laughs> I have to lean over you to buckle you in, and yeah. I'm thinking everybody must think that we're making out or something. Hey, that's fine with me, baby. You should have given me a kiss while you're doing it. Oh, mercy. Hubba hubba. This could be good about my arms now. <laughs> I don't know. You wouldn't be able to fight me off if I tried to kiss you. I know. You. <laughs> I know. What would I do? Right now, you could take advantage of me. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. She didn't say that. Did she say that? So all right, um, let's go on with the podcast, yeah. shall we? Okay, we're gonna play a song. Either. We're gonna play. No, let me. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me play a song, and we'll be right back after the song, and we'll talk about all sorts of fun things. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Catherine came in and shook her head at me. What she's going? Gross! <laughs> Too much information. Oh, this isn't what we're going to do for our po- <laughs> Christmas podcast. Oh, well. <laughs> we'll be all right. We'll be back after this great song. This is by the holidays. Oh, holy night. Stars are brightly shining. Oh, 
What Christmas Really Is by Rick Moyer While walking through the crowded aisle that Walmart made so small, I pondered how before Thanksgiving there were Christmas lights and all. For when I was just a little kid, the stores would never dare to put the trimmings out like that, not greed they seemed to care. When people called it Christmas, instead of being politically correct, we sang hymns in school plays with no problem and respect. It wasn't called Black Friday. Stores opened after eight. The deals, they were okay, but they really weren't that great. Instead of electronics on wish lists that every kid demanded, we were thrilled with a few army men and a balsa glider that landed. Family was the focus of our holiday and spending time together. The effort went into seeing each other, regardless of the weather. In later years, I kind of woke up and realised what it was for. That Christmas wasn't simply family, that the significance was more. The manger scene that graced our home was there most every year. But for some reason I hadn't noticed, through all the Christmas cheer. How a baby was born in a stable, and a world was saved through him. That he would bring peace on earth, and save us from our sin. What courage and determination that he mustered through his years to love us in spite of ourselves and deliver us from fears. Yes, Christmas is much more than gifts. It's what's behind it all. It's a baby born that then grew up and redeemed us from the fall. 
through asking him into our heart. We open the gift of grace. He understands our hopes and dreams, helping us through tough times we face. You see, it's not about the gifts we give or the things we get from friends. It's all about the life we live and the people we've loved in the end. We can enjoy the traditions and stuff that we see each and every season, but let us not forget the purpose, that Jesus is the reason. For if we truly wish to celebrate like we were created to do at first, it's not the money or the gifts that we should hunger for or thirst. It's to be right with the God that loves us, who opens up our eyes, that was born as a baby and lived a life, who has heard every one of our cries. He gives a gift of himself, you see. If we only open up the present, perhaps Christmas would be different, life-giving and more than pleasant. So see your family and visit a friend. Forget the Christmas bees. Receive the God that gives us life. That's what Christmas really is. That is a poem that I wrote last year. I think it was last year. And my good friend Simon Meddings, or Meds as we call him, from England read that uh, for us. And I did the little accompaniment. Very good. You like? You know what's interesting? We come from interesting families because uh, <laughs> one of the reasons that I think that you um, married me is because your dad also was a poet. Yes. Every year... My mom would harass my dad until he would write a, a Christmas, Christmas letter. newsletter, which I'm about ready to harass you to help me get the oh, internet. Honey, letter I don't know out. if I have time we'll to do that. We'll see if we can do it. But my dad was a poet. And, and he knew, did he know it? Yeah. And every single did he grow it? sermon, pretty much, he heard, he would summarize the sermon in poetic form. And he would write right. out the key points or the gist of the sermon as a poem. And there would be all these little pieces of paper stuck in his big, huge Bible that well, he took Jade. to church every Sunday. Jade just came to see us. Mm -hmm. And hi, for Christmas... Jade. What a nice dog. For Christmas, our family newsletter... What a nice dog. He would write a paragraph or two... Oh, that doesn't feel very good. ...about every one of... The kids in the family, my mom and dad. So they a little rhyme. What was going on, kind of a, a summary of what went on with us during the year. Cool. And he would write it out in a kind of a poetic form. Cool. Poetic form. So yes, my dad was a poet, and he was also a musician, but a little different than you. He played trombone. He played trombone, and he sang. And he sang, and he whistled. I know that sounds no, really weird. No, no, no. I was watching Bonanza the other day. Uh -huh. This is hilarious. Yeah. And for some reason, I had that. There, there was an episode where they, got, um, they had some guy that was a singer that was on there, and he was, you know, was real popular. And somehow, when he sang, reverb happened, and you know, mm -hmm. he was just, you know, beautiful singer. While he, you know, but it was old kind of singing. Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point, they were singing this song, and Adam, you know, mm -hmm. little Joe Haas and Adam. Adam started whistling mm -hmm. the tune with him, 
And I'm like, oh, this is so darn corny. But that's what yeah. you did. That's what they yeah. did. I mean, you could, I mean, you hear some Willie Nelson albums and different, th- you know, the old country stuff. Uh-huh. They they whistle on them. My my dad was even known to do a chorus or a verse or two during a cantata at church. No. Uh huh. Whistling he, and did people he like would it? Whistle. Was he on tune? Yeah, he could in whistle tune? the melodies of on all the tune. How do you get on tune? In tune. He would whistle the melodies of the songs. That's and, profound. Yeah. And he um, was a worship leader at one point, and he worshiped or led worship with his trombone, which that was before I was born. So I still haven't figured out how he led worship with the trombone. It, it just seems kind of awkward to me, but that's I guess he did it. That's hey, the you know. instrument he had and that so he So that's played, what he used. And that's what he used. So That's amazing. Yes. You know, and that's profound, too, because really, if you think about it, from that story, what I got is you can tune a piano and a trombone, but you can't tune a fish. Ha, 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 ha. But I'm uh, Sorry. Mercy. My weak and lame attempt at, I don't know, musical humor. Hey, that what do you get when you drop a, humor. what do you get when you drop a that piano? What do you get when you drop a piano down a mine shaft? A flat minor. Ah, you know that one. <laughs> We've been married a long time. <laughs> okay, so um. Okay, so why don't we, we why, why don't we do this? Why don't we? We asked a question. I asked a question actually mm-hmm. okay, on Facebook, and I asked everybody, mm-hmm. "Hey, hey, everybody, if money was not an object, mm-hmm. what would you really?" want for christmas and here's some of the responses we got we have a lot we don't have to i i read all. the first just, one just a few kathy says liposuction. liposuction um and Aaron, have you ever wondered what they do with the fat after they liposuck it do you I, think they make it into margarine i don't know if i really want to know but i have heard that that you know the the big controversy Probably with stem cell research that you can actually use adult fat cells and get stem cells out of them. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? Oh. So maybe my fat cells can cure somebody someday if I could ever afford Let me get the vacuum sex. cleaner and a scalpel. <laughs> I think so. Okay, Aaron. Aaron said, if you'll be quiet, I'll read what Aaron said. Aaron. Aaron said, I am content with the stuff I have. I do not really care how much someone spends on gifts for me for Christmas, it is more the effort of choosing of a gift that they think that I would appreciate. I cannot really think of a perfect gift for myself as I have the gift of salvation and probably more stuff than I need. Oh, that was nice. The gift of salvation is probably the most important gift we can ever receive. I agree. Yes. So, um... What's this, some other ones that people put in? I, I don't really understand this one. Well, then don't read it. Well, it, you might understand it. I don't want to have to explain Steven it if I don't. Steven says the KXRO Radio Corporation. Yeah, he would like to have the KXRO Radio Corporation. He used to work for KXRO back in the yeah. day, didn't you? Steve he? is a buddy of mine from back in the radio days. Okay. And I think he would love to have a radio group. Okay. That'd be awesome. Steve would be great so at I, it, too. See, I, I told you you could figure I that out. I did understand that, yes. Okay, Aaron also said, so in short, I'm not sure what I would really want for Christmas. Okay, and <laughs> Sydney said, a husband. 
If money wasn't an object, what would you want for Christmas is the question that I asked. What would you really want? Janet is kind of <coughs> similar to what I would say. Huh? My family all together for Christmas. Aw. Yeah. I'll be home for <laughs> Christmas. Oh, Sean is funny. What? He says, a Ferrari 599. Smiley face. Big smiley face. Okay. Um, Debbie says... A cruise to Bora Bora to celebrate our 35th anniversary in February. Wow, 35 years. Good going. Right on. Um, Jonathan says, a good piano. Mm. I wish we had room in our little house for a baby grand piano. We have three keyboards. Yeah, that's true. And they're vertical because Andrew made, we have a small house. So our son Andrew, who's a carpenter, made a... Yeah, stand for the me. keyboard stand, so they're they're right on top of each other, about yeah, yeah. six inches apart. Okay, what else do people down. want for Christmas? Gregory says, I would say full funding for our youth programs, full funding for Washington State Parks, and all the other needed programs, as long as funds were spent in the most useful and responsible way. Oh, how I wish. That's awesome. He's a really, he's such a neat guy. Yeah, check out my Facebook page and go check out what he does. He's very, very cool and, and helps out a lot of people. Cool. Peg says, a trip to Disneyland with my family. Aww. I hope that happens. I love Peg. Okay. Um, Kathy it's says. It's the greatest place on earth. I can't even do Mickey's voice anymore. I'm too you old. You know, our whole family has never gone to Disney altogether. No, we sure haven't. Your parents took the boys when they were little, mm-hmm. and my mom took Catherine when she was little, but we've never all gone together. No, we've never gone to Cashney Land. Wouldn't that be fun? Together. Yeah, it is. I want to go with my friend. You know expensive. what? My friend Kenny. Mm-hmm. You know what he did what? yesterday? He went on Star Tours 10 times in a row. Yes, he did. In he, nine hours. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. That is so awesome. You and know, I think and you know they why? saw every single adventure, right? Okay, no, I think there's 40 scenarios. Oh, there's 40 scenarios? Okay, so here's how it works. The okay. new Star Tours mm-hmm. has all these at Disneyland and Disney World and all these places, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess it's in all of them. Um, it has different things that happen every time, so no ride is the, quite the same. Mm-hmm. And so they got in line, he and his friend got in line, and he would have gone more times. But they probably ran out of time. No, he's his Jeep broke down on the way to Disneyland. Oh, and he so had to get hoses fixed on it and all that jazz. Oh. But it didn't cost him as much as he thought it would. Okay. So he got to Disneyland and got to ride it like ten times. Yeah. And he got to see all these different adventures. That's so cool. Yeah, ten times in nine hours. But get this, my friend, mm-hmm. Sue, our friend Sue from New York. Mm-hmm. She was at I think Disney World. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sue. She's probably listening. Um, she wrote it. Twice in a row and got the same adventure, which is so odd. Yeah, that would be strange because yeah. they're supposed to be a little bit different every time. But anyway, someday I'm going to go see Star Tours, the new improved one, because well, I hear it's you awesome. you know what, though? What? Perhaps the one at Disney World is different than the one here because they just improved the one here on the West Coast. No, I think they improved them all. Did they improve? They all went through an overhaul. Oh, okay. I think. I'm I don't know. Sure. Kenny, let us know about Star yeah, Tours because you, you would expert. Would know. Oh, Al and Joyce. Al and Joyce. Would I know. was trying to find their podcast promo for it. They mm-hmm. just got done doing uh, the finale of Amazing Race. The podcast is out now and you can get that. But they, they would be experts on yeah. Disneyland as well as Kenny. Yeah. So, so head over to Tales Cast. 
dot com. I think it would be fun for our whole family to get to go together. I'd like to go down there and meet Kenny and Al and Joyce and anybody else that would get to Disneyland Mm -hmm. at that time. That'd be fun. That would be fun. And eat a corn dog. They have really good corn dogs. Hand-dipped corn dogs, baby. The only thing is you almost need a bank loan for a corn dog. Yeah, they're expensive. And I guess they raise the prices on them, too. Back when Catherine and I went with my mom, when Catherine was nine and she's going to be 16, so that was like five years ago, I think it was $6.50 for a corn dog. Yeah. I think it came with a little bag of chips. Well, there's a cheaper one that you can get um, where you sit down and dogs tell jokes that you've heard a lot. They're corny dogs. How did you know what I was going to say? Because I know you. I made that up just now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been married a very long time. Thanks. So, um, so now she even guesses my puns. Okay. We have a lot more comments. Sherry said, our home to be made completely livable, the repairs we can't afford to finish to get done and be able to afford to give my children a simple Christmas as this year it's going to take a miracle to even do a homemade Christmas after dual job loss of my husband and I both. Oh my. And then subsequent fracture in my back. Oh my goodness. All I want is my family to be safe, warm, and content. Well, that's a very good Christmas. Be praying for Sherry that they have Jobs and healing and yeah. safe family. Big time. Okay, Sarah says to be a mom. So my answer is a baby. Aw. That's sweet. Okay, just read a couple more because we got to get going. Oh, but these are all so good. I know. Well, people can go to my Facebook page. Just look up the question and you can read it. <laughs> Lisa says a new professional level clarinet, a French-made buffet, or mm, what? La Blanc probably. And a nanny. <laughs> she has three small, very active, healthy children. So yes. I understand the nanny yes. part. Yes. Um, boy, there's a lot of other there things. There are some really good Rosalind, ones. Rosalind, it sounds like. Rosalind wants her husband home. Her husband home. He's deployed, I think, again. Yeah. Um, Lots and of ones. It sounds like she wants four or five children, too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, Hope says, all my children have significance be... in my house. Like that Brady Bunch episode where they got three, they, the neighbors, they were going to do an offshoot of Brady Bunch. Did you know that? Oh, that adopted the three kids. Mm-hmm. And they were going to, yeah, Dwayne and I can't remember the other names of the kids. But um, Three different. Can you imagine getting three kids at once? And I, I thought it was really sweet because all three kids had a different ethnic background. That so was, they, they did that cute. so on purpose. They that was, was so on it purpose. Was cute. Yeah. They were all best friends. Put okay. the call out for yeah. Uh, there's just too many, too many to. Um, hey guys, guess what? We're recording our podcast. Thank you. Um, there's someone else that says for all those that are hungry to be full once again. Oh, that's very good. That's my friend, the mayor of West Westport. Mm-hmm. Um, Gareth says to visit my good friends in foreign lands. Hey, you're welcome anytime, Gareth. Come on over and say hi. We have a nice lumpy couch. You can yeah, sleep it's on. not very comfortable. Um, oh, Jeannie says lots of things, but mostly I'd like to be well again. Oh, I think we all can understand that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Debbie, we saw Debbie today at the yeah, we got to see her. Market. The, yeah, we were. She at said, the... "I would love to move closer to family, especially with my parents getting older and declining in health." Yeah, yeah. And your cousin says a home so I could start a family. Aww. Is that There's, Dean? No, 
Garrett. Oh, Garrett. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. So, anyway, there's just lots and lots in here. Um, lots and lots. So, okay, Corby are you done reading? Said now? World Peace. <laughs> I saw somebody with a bumper sticker that had Pray for World Peace, and Please. it was W H I R L E D P E A S. Um, your friend Stefan said, day off to do nothing but write. I tell her, can just read a couple more? And she keeps going and going and going and going there, and going. Well, there was almost 40, so, or maybe there's more Did than you see 40. the one from Herbie? No. It said, I want to be a dentist. Oh, no. Okay, so <laughs> I read a lot of them, so. Bumbles Bounce. Oh, there were 42 comments. 42A. So. That's the miraculous universal number. Oh, really? Of the universe, 42. Yeah. It's not by accident. Not really. Okay, so. Okay, so now let me ask you the question, my mm-hmm. dear. What If you didn't have to worry about money, what would you want for Christmas? Really want for Christmas? Mm. Mm. Be out of debt, have some money in the bank, and take my whole family on a vacation to Hawaii. And maybe stop at Disneyland on the way home. <laughs> they, they need to put a Disneyland in Hawaii. They actually have a Disneyland resort. I heard on um, Al to an interviewed, and it's like really nice. It, it's not a big amusement park, but they have like a family-friendly spa, and um, and I guess it's just gorgeous and very relaxing and and nice. Really, really nice. Are there like characters running around and? You know, I'm not exactly sure how they handle all of it. They should make it, a Disneyland in Hawaii. Um, there, there's like I think like slides and water slides, you know, water slides yeah. or like a water kind of thing. That makes but, sense. Um, I guess it's just gorgeous, and they have like the moms can go get pampered, and there's activities for little kids. I bet the little stuff. kids can get pampers too. Not pampers, pam- pampered. Oh. You know, like, I've never been to a spa, but it sounds nice. (laughs) Doesn't sound that fun to me, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, girls... Take me to a laser show, but not a spa. They probably have something Don't touch me. They probably have something with lights and gizmos. I doubt it. Disney, you know. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I could just see you said, a whole new world. Disney music. Mm-hmm. They have beautiful songs. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Got who's it's and what's it's galore. And I know I can't sing, so let's go on. I want more. <laughs> I want to be where the people are. Sorry. <laughs> I've watched that show so many times. Uh, you know, uh, we actually... You poor unfortunate soul. Our oldest son, when he was two, he took after his dad and loved to. He's a musician musical. and likes to sing. He's musical, yeah. and at two, like a perfect pitch, he could go. <laughs> You've got to kiss that girl. Anyway. Yeah, you want her. Oh, that's such a funny, funny, funny song. Yes. Stop me before we go on with the, the what was it called? Well, when when our kids what were little, we didn't have cable, but the we had mermaid. a VCR, so we little had mermaid. 
a little collection of Disney movies and lamb chops sing along. Okay, we didn't. Stuff. We're not going to talk about so Little Mermaid. See, if you want more talk about Disneyland and Disney stuff, go Roger. to the Tales of uh, Tales from, from the, the Mouse, Mouse House, House podcast with <laughs> Al and Joyce Kessel. You'll like it. You can find it on iTunes. Except for it should come with a disclaimer because whenever I listen I know, to I it, go to I want to go to Disneyland. I know, I know, and I want to eat corn dogs. I know. Yeah. But you got to see their videos. They have awesome videos. You just kind of feel like you're there when you watch mm-hmm. their videos. Okay. Yeah. So, so okay. So that's what you would want for Christmas. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess. All right. <laughs> to be debt free, have some money in the bank so we could afford to take a vacation. We haven't had a vacation in many years. Mm-hmm. Not a family vacation. No. Yeah. Things kind of got side railed there. Yeah. But, you know, it's been challenging too just because of the age our kids are. You yeah. know, they had summer jobs and they've had, you know, Nathan went off to college. And I know we're going to wind up. He's doing this, come on, wind it up thing with his fingers. So, which is hard for me to do at this point because so, my arms don't work right. <laughs> so, what do we have left, dear? Do I have to, do I have to prompt you? Yes. What would you like for Christmas? My wife, the narcissistic <laughs> podcaster, who only talks about what she wants. She doesn't even take I'm a clue. Sorry. I'm like sitting here waiting and waiting. I thought you were saying let's wrap up the podcast. But no, I, I meant come realized. on. We don't we need to talk about all this. Okay. So what would you like for Christmas if you if money was an object and you could get anything you wanted for Christmas? Hmm, I think I would want... Um, um, Gosh, um, hmm. Mm, plastic surgery. I would want to be Yoda. Really? No, not really. <laughs> Good, because I wouldn't want to be married to a green, pointy-eared, wrinkly dude, wrinkly little guy. Mm. <laughs> Missing. You do not know what you are. Okay, yeah. let me see. Get it. No, not at all. Jeez, what do I really want? What do I really want for Christmas? If money wasn't an object, I probably would like. um, mm, I'd like to be healthy again and not have diabetes. That would be great. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that money would solve that. Um, So let's let's. uh, You know what would be really cool is to have a state of the art gadget house. With a studio and everything, and be out of debt, and then be able to help people—that would be awesome. So, like a nonprofit studio that you could help people. With? No, I wasn't thinking about the studio helping people. Oh, okay. I meant have money that I don't have to pay. I'm out of debt, so I have money I can help people with money. Oh, That's so you meant. could do your your. It's been a dream of mine since career. I was young, to be able to have a big black garbage sack. Like the ones you take leaves out with, okay. full of twenty dollar bills that I can give away to anybody I want anytime. Not the entire bag, but you know what I mean. Oh, did you know that? I've told mm. you that before. Had you? Yeah. I'm sorry, I must have forgot. That's okay. That's and you don't even realize you've been throwing away those black bags. The garbage man's thrilled. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Okay. Well, (laughs) let me look at my notes now because uh, that (laughs) came to a screeching halt. So is there anything else you'd like besides a big 
black garbage sack full of $20 bills. <laughs> that I can give away? That you can give away. Uh, no, that's good. Um, how about this? Um, the debt-free sounds great, though. Yeah. What, Amy, we're, we're not anywhere close. <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas food? Oh, not what yours is. What would mine be, do you think? <sighs> You're a carnivore. Thank you. And what would it be, then? Probably prime rib. Mm-hmm. And my favorite Christmas. Let me guess. Food. It would be something I'm probably not going to make. Rolls. Because, um. Or close. You're getting really close. Swedish pastry. Not pastry. Swedish braid bread. Yes, cardamom bread. Cardamom bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's and close. I probably will make some cardamom bread for Christmas. Yeah. Because to me, it's not Christmas without Swedish braided bread. Yeah. You betcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's your favorite Christmas yeah. food. And there's some Swedish cookies that we're not making this year because you broke your arms and I haven't had You don't time. have time and I can't. I can't. See, I try to roll out the dough and it doesn't work so hot. No. You kind of need and arms like, to Well, do that. that. Yeah, Non-broken that, arms. Yeah. I have arms. They're they broken don't arms, work right. Yeah. yeah. So our cookies, we, we really don't, neither of us really need cookies. Right. I didn't um, ask that. I just asked yeah. what your favorite food is. But was. probably, uh, to me, it's not Christmas if I don't have uh, the cardamom bread. Okay. And for you, your favorite thing for Christmas is prime rib. Well, yeah, I kind of. I, I guess. There's other things I like. I like cinnamon rolls and or sticky buns, whatever, mm-hmm. for the morning. We aren't planning to make sticky buns this year. No, though. but I got cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, what else do I like at Christmas time? Um... There's certain things. Like, I like the cutout cookies. I think they're fun. And I like the taste of them. Mm-hmm. And I made buttercream frosting this year that were rocks. That was before my arms broke. Mm-hmm. Yes. You... It's in the fridge still. Mm-hmm. There's some. Uh-huh. And, gosh, I don't know. There's all sorts of different things I like. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So now, last mm-hmm. question before we play. We've got some cool things to play for people. Uh, we got some more music, and we've got a couple of cool things. Um, what would be your favorite um, tradition at Christmas? Um, my favorite thing growing up was going to my grandfather's house and sitting around the living room, having someone read the Christmas story out of the Bible and sing hymns together. And then um, they would pass out gifts that we would give each other. Mm-hmm. And um, this is when the family was like twelve people instead of like a no, hundred and twenty-five. It was still probably about thirty or forty people. Wow! Because all my uncles and aunts and cousins were in, were there. Yeah. Um, it was a big family. Um, that was probably my favorite growing up. It, it things have diff have gotten a little different. What's your favorite? Mm, I'd say my favorite tradition at Christmas, we have a couple, three, mm-hmm. that I really like. One, believe it or not, is going to some type of Christmas service at a church. It doesn't matter which church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like going I like going late at night on Christmas Eve. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I just do. Well, maybe I do know why. But, mm-hmm. but um, I think ever since I was 19 years old... Uh, Christmas take, took on a whole new thing to me. It used to be all commercial to me in Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And then at 19, I, I uh, basically had a, an epiphany, <laughs> yeah. and I came to know God, and it was a whole different story then. Then Christmas was way different. It was 
very deep and very meaningful. And so, the nativity scene came to life, and you saw some meaning behind it, huh? Well, not necessarily the nativity scene because it's pretty traditional, but Mm -hmm. it just was. There was a reason to celebrate more than something that faded after a couple of days after you got your new stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus never fades. He's like bright, you know, and so that's what. It's different now, so. So I think that's why I like to go to some type of a service just to celebrate, to really know that what the real meaning of Christmas is. Mm-hmm. Then the other thing, I like to have my family together because it's just fun to, to be with everybody. So um, I'm talking about my immediate family, not that I don't mind being with the rest of my family, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. that's kind of been a tradition. And also one of the, my favorite things is going to the Canton Cafe on yeah. Christmas Eve. And we listen to the Chinese restaurant, to the jukebox, and eat Chinese food, and just hang out together. Yeah, so I listen to old eighties and seventies music. Sometimes we drive around. Bob Seger. Sometimes we drive around the and Eagles, look at Christmas lights. Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a weird Christmas tradition, but it is weird, but it's, it's cool. It started out for us when when we were in the charge Beatles. of doing a Christmas Eve service, and um, we would usually have a. It get together with my family in the early <coughs> afternoon, and then the Christmas service was until ten at night, and we would kind of get hungry around six o'clock or seven o'clock, and so instead of we didn't want to like make a big meal because we'd had a meal in the middle of the day, so we would go for egg rolls and some Chinese food and listen to to the jukebox and, and I bring um, fudge and give it out to the people that were there at the restaurant. It's yeah. pretty laid back there. And so the we, booths we are made just kind of plywood and hung out while we waited for the Christmas Eve service at yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. And, and now we just sounds, made it a tradition that when yeah. we're in town, that's where we go. So that's about 10 years of doing that. And yeah, yeah. Kind of a different thing, <laughs> unique oh, to no, our family. Oh, no, it's a blast. And anybody who wants to come from out of town, just come on into the Canton Cafe, <laughs> Aberdeen, Washington. Yeah. Probably around probably 8 o'clock. probably around 8 or 9 yeah, right this there. year because yeah. we're going to go to the Baptist Church Christmas Eve service. Christmas Eve service where yeah. my mom goes down yeah. Raymond, the village. Where we got married. We got married and I yeah. grew up in. Yeah. 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 So, okay, so that's my tradition stuff. And I, yeah, I like, there's a lot of other things. I like watching the Rankin Bass Christmas specials. and. I guess, what are we going to do now that our White Christmas album's ruined? I'll buy you another one. Maybe you can just tape it or something off of I'll get you the DVD. It's not that tough. Oh. Maybe we get the Blu ray this time. What do you do with the general? Yeah, we'll see. Mm -hmm. We will see. Okay, so okay, so I asked you all those questions. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, what we wanted to do before we leave you is we have a couple of other things that we wanted to play. One of them happens to be the story of Christmas um, from the Message Bible, Mm -hmm. and the Message Bible is a is a is a paraphrase kind of of of. of the Bible, and it's by a guy named Eugene Peterson, who was a Presbyterian minister for years and years. Mm-hmm. And he set out on the daunting task of putting the Bible in everyday contemporary language. But in a way that his children, closer, in, in a way that his children and grandchildren would be able to understand it. Right. Um, you know, I noticed that when I was teaching my children i would read out of the bible like a king james or a you know new american standard and i would end up having to paraphrase every sentence yeah so that they could understand it so you can do that or you can take someone who has a history of greek and 
Hebrew and all that jazz and that stuff. Hermeneutics. And yeah. And you can let them paraphrase it for you. Yeah. And just read it the paraphrase. So it's not a direct translation, but it's kind of a fun way to get the gist of it yeah. in a modern language. Yeah. So um we thought we would go ahead. I put some music behind it and read it and um here is our reason for celebrating Christmas. I mean, we, we love our family and we like the traditions and all that jazz, but really this is the, the I don't know, it's the whole meaning behind what Christmas is to me. So uh, take a listen and we'll be back right after this. The birth of Jesus took place like this. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before they came to the marriage bed, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph, chagrined but noble, determined to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. While he was trying to figure out a way out, he had a dream. God's angel spoke in the dream. Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit-conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth, and when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus, God saves, because he will save his people from their sins. This would bring the prophet's embryonic sermon to full term. Watch for this. A virgin will get pregnant and bear a son. They will name him Emmanuel, Hebrew for God is with us. Then Joseph woke up. He did exactly what God's angel commanded in the dream. He married Mary, but he did not consummate the marriage until she had the baby. He named the baby Jesus. Chapter 2 After Jesus was born in Bethlehem village, Judah territory, this was during Herod's kingship, a band of scholars arrived in Jerusalem from the east. They asked around, Where can we find and pay homage to the newborn king of the Jews? We observed a star in the eastern sky that signaled his birth. We're on a pilgrimage to worship him. When word of their inquiry got to Herod, he was terrified. And not Herod alone, but most of Jerusalem as well. Herod lost no time. He gathered all the high priests and religious scholars in the city together and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? They told him, Bethlehem. Judah territory. The prophet Micah wrote it plainly. It's you, Bethlehem, in Judah's land, no longer bringing up the rear. From you will come the leader who will shepherd rule my people, my Israel. Herod then arranged a secret meeting with the scholars from the east, pretending to be as devout as they were. He got them to tell him exactly where the birth announcement star appeared. Then he told them the prophecy about Bethlehem and said, Go find this child. Leave no stone unturned. As soon as you find him, send word and I'll join you at once in your worship. Instructed by the king, they set off. Then the star appeared again, the same star they had seen in the eastern skies. It led them on until it hovered over the place of the child. They could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They had arrived at the right time. They entered the house and saw the child in the arms of Mary, his mother. Overcome, they kneeled and worshipped him. Then they opened their luggage and presented gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
In a dream, they were warned not to report back to Herod, so they worked out another route, left the territory without being seen, and returned to their own country. After the scholars were gone, God's angel showed up again in Joseph's dream and commanded him, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. Stay until further notice. Herod is on the hunt for this child and wants to kill him. Joseph obeyed. He got up and took the child and his mother under the cover of darkness. They were out of the town well on their way by daylight. They lived in Egypt until Herod's death. This Egyptian exile fulfilled what Hosea had preached. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod then realized that the scholars had tricked him, flew into a rage. He commanded the murder of every little boy two years old and under who lived in Bethlehem and its surrounding hills. He determined that age from the information he gotten from the scholars. That's when Jeremiah's sermon was fulfilled. A sound was heard in Ramah, weeping and much lament, Rachel weeping for her children, Rachel refusing all solace, her children gone, dead, and buried. Later, when Herod died, God's angel appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. Ah, take the child and his mother and return to Israel. All those out to murder the child are dead. Joseph obeyed. He got up, took the child and his mother, and re-entered Israel. When he heard, though, that Archelaus had succeeded his father Herod as king in Judea, he was afraid to go there. But then Joseph was directed in a dream to go to the hills of Galilee. On arrival, he settled in the village of Nazareth. This move was a fulfillment of the prophetic words, He shall be called a Nazarene. There you go, Matthew chapter 1 and 2. Right here on Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious, brother. <laughs> what do you think, Aim? Cool story, huh? Yeah, it's a great story. And I think you have a song that's one of my favorite songs that you've ever written that you're going to play next, maybe to end our podcast with. Well, what I had done is several years back, um, they, we needed to do a Christmas um, drama and musical for the church I was working at. And um, I remember basically writing it in a few days because it was just in my heart to do. And what I did is I wrote a whole thing called The Innkeeper about the perspective of the the guy that was uh, the family that had the inn where Joseph and Mary came and wanted a room at, and there was no room for him Mm -hmm. or room for them. And so they ended up sleeping in the barn and uh, having the baby baby Jesus in the barn. And so I wrote a song from the perspective of what Mary must have felt like when she came in and was told, basically, we don't have a room for you. There's no room. And uh, she, you know, she knew in her heart that there's a lot of things going on here. But uh, how could she have ever imagined that she would be the mother of the Son of God? That's just amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet, at the same time, she'd been told, you know, this is what's going to happen. So... Anyway, that's what I wrote the song from the perspective of what she must have felt like. Um, I had my friend Melina um, Castle take the song and arrange it a little bit differently than I'd written it on the piano, and I recorded it and gave it to her. Then she took it and kind of embellished it and made it sound better. Then I took the song. This is actually the practice session that she did, and I took it and I put strings to it and, uh, and asked her permission if I could use her voice, and she said yes. And so this is the song. It's called um, "Will He Find His Place?" And uh, I hope you really enjoy it. It's a, it's it's one of my favorite songs I've ever written, and brings tears to my eyes every time I hear it. Mm-hmm. So this is all about uh, Mary's perspective on 
having Jesus, the Son of God. Look, will they find 
There you go. Will he find his place? That song, oh, somebody's getting a hold of me on instant message, apparently. That song really touches my heart whenever I hear it. And that's, isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. How I, I remember sitting down at the piano and writing that, and it just flowed out. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I sat emotionally exhausted after I wrote it, and then I handed it to Melina. She took it, and when she handed it to me and I listened in my truck on the way home from work one day, um, I had to pull over because I was bawling like a baby. Well, I think that that is the question of all questions. Well, will Christ, will Jesus find a place in our lives and in our hearts? Well, it does seem like the world is so busy. There's so many different things in it that vie for our attention. Mm-hmm. That sometimes it's very hard to see God through it all. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, sometimes, I know this sounds horrible, but sometimes people that are religious cloud what God is really like, too. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard sometimes to strip through all of it and find the real Jesus in the midst of all the charlatans that are out there and all the things that are trying to get you to spend your money and all this jazz. It's so refreshing when you find the real Jesus. Yeah. Because he he loves us and he cares about us and there's just so much more to him. There's so much more to him than religion and and ritual. And I don't know how to describe that. I I don't know how to describe what it's like to know the savior of the universe, the creator of everything. It's so different mm-hmm. and so much more refreshing than just going through the motions. And that that's something that would be kind of neat this next year as people are making rev, rev, resolutions. resolutions. I want to say revolutions, not, not revolutions. <laughs> yeah, you're going it on your next like revolution. There's, there's a lot of that going on around the world today too, but yeah. talking about resolutions, I would kind of like to challenge us all to go back and read the Gospels. And if you don't like what to is read... A, wait a minute, what's the Gospels? Okay, they're, the good news is what Gospel means. And they're the first four books of the New Testament, mm-hmm. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they're, they're basically talking about the life of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we can get so busy with activity... Just life. Just life. That we forget who Jesus is and what his good news was for us. Mm -hmm. And I just think it'd be cool if maybe we go through those four books this next year and really take time to get to know who Jesus was and who he is. And you know, the nice part about now is that you can listen to the Bible online for free. Mm -hmm. And you can can read it right there. You can put it on your, your iPhone. There, it's just so accessible now, and if you if you would like to do that, please email me Rick at takingwithyou dot com, and I'll give you a list of links that you can find where you could re, you know do a daily Bible thing, or or maybe mm-hmm. just a weekly thing where you just read through the Gospels. Well, and there's audio Bibles too. Yeah. I've talked about dailyaudiobible.com. dot com. I've I've listened to that a couple years in a row. Yeah, through the gone whole through the Bible. whole Bible. Yeah, and um, it takes about what twenty minutes a day. Yeah, only about twenty minutes. Um, I have a little iPod player in my mm-hmm. bathroom, so when I got ready for my day, I could listen to, and usually it's the Old Testament yeah. um, reading, a New Testament reading, yeah. and then some Psalms and, and Proverbs. And let me encourage you, you know, if you're not a real religious person, which I hope you aren't, and that sounds weird, but but what I mean by that is if, if, if maybe you're not comfortable with church type of stuff, I'm not talking about church here, I'm talking about you and God. And, you know, if you just strip all the political stuff away, I mean, regardless of what you've seen Christians act like, 
just strip all that away for a moment and just with an open mind read what it says or listen to what it says because I think you'll be really surprised at what you find. I you know when I was early on when I was exploring my faith I remember taking the word of my friend for everything that the Bible said and he really was not accurate in some of it. Mm-hmm. And when I read it for myself it just changed everything. It was like something came alive on the inside of me when I started reading for myself and listening for myself. And th- you know I had the, I had it on cassette back then in those days mm-hmm. and it wore out the cassettes because I was so interested in what Jesus had to say. It changed everything in my life in a good way, not in a weird way. No, I didn't turn into a guy that goes and protests things or or yells and screams at people or do it wasn't like that. It was something that clicked on the inside of me and then I became a more compassionate and loving person and um it just changed the it God changed the way I live and it's just mm-hmm. I can't ever be the same again. And I just encourage people if they're, you know, really Take a listen. Take a look. You will be really surprised. It's really more about a personal relationship with the God of the universe than it is about rituals and, and going through the motions and checking a list off. Mm-hmm. So that's my two cents. I'm done preaching. Okay. And so why don't we close up and I can tell people how to get a hold of us. Okay. Tell and people how to get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us on Facebook at Moyer. Wait, or say it again. Say Facebook.com slash forward slash Rick.moyer or Facebook.com forward slash Amy.moyer. Correct. Or you can get a hold of us at takehimwithyou.com. Mm-hmm. Go to Amy at takehimwithyou.com or, or you, Rick at email. At, yeah, that's email. And um, also, this has been a. Oh, you're not. Wait, wait, wait. What about YouTube? What about YouTube? Oh, YouTube. I don't do anything with YouTube. YouTube. Yes, you're on them all the time. Uh, YouTube.com slash Rick Moyer 777. Yeah. <coughs> I've also got Star Trek Parodies.com. Yeah, MoyerMultimedia.com. MoyerMultimedia.com. Art by Moyer.com. You're just all over the internet. Yep, yeah, I am. So I live on the internet. Now can I say very uncomfortable. Say, Sometimes I fall through. <laughs> <coughs> Don't want to have any holes in your internet. <laughs> no holes in your internet. Okay, this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved. It sure has. Yeehaw. No, I'm just being Santa's helper. <laughs> You're Santa's helper. We Santa. are Santa's elves. That sounded like Santa had a cowboy helper. Yeehaw, <laughs> boy howdy. Okay. What? There's a snake in my boot. Yes. Well, you, everyone that's listening, please have a safe and Merry Christmas. Yes, we love you. Next week we're going to have a great Christmas program on Christmas Day. Actually, a couple days beforehand. We're going to release an all-music and scripture program so you can use it. In, the, in your holiday excitement during the day, you can just listen to music and put it on. It'll have all sorts of really cool um, Christmas music and fun stuff and cool scripture readings and jazz like that. So that's going to be our fun special. It, we won't jaw on and on and on. We'll come back after that and start the new year right. It'll be fun. Yes, indeed. Okay? All right. Okay. Merry Christmas, Amy. Merry Christmas. Rick. Thank you. And everybody else. Gosh. Bye. Merry Christmas, everybody.
The star of the show.
Once upon a time, there was a family that loved Christmas. It was the one time of year they all took a break from the craziness of life to be crazy together. They were a family much like mine and yours. They celebrated traditions that had been passed down during the years. Some of them held great meaning, and others were done without realizing the significance of the ritual. This year was different. It was the first year without Grandma. You see, she had passed away this last summer. You never realize how much people mean to you until they aren't there anymore. They all felt a little awkward because for years the family had invited Grandma over to decorate the tree, have cookies, and listen to Christmas music. It was their tradition. It was emptier this year, and even though the family was growing up and everyone expected it to be different, things weren't the same. Oh, the smell of fresh-baked cookies filled the air, and the music was playing. The tree was brought in with the needles falling all over the floor, tripping over the dog. The boys put it in his stand. It took ten minutes for the father and his sons to adjust it to make it straight. They just don't make a good Christmas tree stand, do they? After five minutes of it laying over to the left, Dad got angry and started to lose it. Over the strains of peace on earth, goodwill toward men were words that shouldn't be spoken here. This kind of scenario is played out all over the neighborhood every year. They finally locked it into place, and the middle son cranked down the little metal pegs on the tree's trunk. Then came the lights. How is it that when you put the lights away every year, they are organized and in place, and when you open the same box a year later, you find them completely tangled and impossible to straighten out? Then you plug them in, and they don't work. This year was no exception, and finally, after replacing several bulbs, the tree was lit up. Like a Christmas tree. The ornaments came out next. Some had been in the family for years and years, ever since the kids were young. There were shiny and bright ones. There were homemade ornaments made as projects in school. There were photo ornaments and, of course, candy canes. The kids always liked candy canes. There were several boxes labeled Xmas strewn about the floor, and the family were unwrapping the ornaments from their tissue paper and reminiscing about things that were happening when that particular ornament was first purchased or made. One by one, the ornaments were hung and the tree began to take on its life. It was magical. It lit up the room and light danced as it reflected off the ornaments. The lights overhead were turned off and the family stood in the glow of the tree. Time stood still as Burl Ives sang in the background. Then, the youngest grandchild, still basking in the mystery of the holiday, said, Mom, something is missing. Shh, the mom motioned with her finger to her lips. Let us enjoy the moment. Yes, but Mom, something's missing, she said with more intensity. Everyone sighed, and one of the brothers piped up. Sure, something's missing. Grandma isn't here, and it isn't the same. As soon as the brothers said the word Grandma, the whole family seemed to sink into emotional doldrums. You could see the pain in Dad's eyes, and Mom teared up. I know it's not the same, but we have to remember the great times we had with her. She was a special lady. Dad, one of the kids said in the awkward silence, What kind of things did Grandma do at Christmas when you were a kid? Dad answered slowly, trying not to cry. 
Well, uh, you know, she was a kind lady, kids. She was a very giving person. Many times, her and Dad would make sure that all of us kids had some great presents. I remember the thought and care that went into our gifts. Funny thing is, I can't tell you what they ever got. But they were like that. It wasn't about them. Of course, it wasn't the gifts that were important to them anyway. We were. And of course, we always went to church to celebrate Christmas. The dad thought for a moment, and it seemed like the quietness lasted a long time. One of the kids spoke up. We didn't go this year. And he was right. In all the busyness and hubbub, they hadn't made the time to go to church. There were gifts to buy, parties to go to, and decorating to be done. And after all, they were all so busy. Just to be with family was enough, wasn't it? I mean, at least they were all together. The excuses seemed endless until Dad opened his mouth again. Jeez, guys, I just forgot about that. Looking at his watch, he said, and now it's too late. The service at church is almost over. That is what it is, declared the little girl. We're missing the star. The mom chuckled. <laughs> yeah, I guess we are, Elizabeth. Jesus is the star of Christmas. No, the little girl exclaimed. On the tree, she pointed toward the ceiling. We're missing the star at the top. The family stood there in stunned silence. Here, the little girl figured out that the star that had always dawned the top of their tree growing up wasn't anywhere to be found, but her words carried a much deeper significance. Jesus, the star of Christmas, wasn't anywhere to be found either. He had always been at the top of their holiday, and Grandma and Grandpa had emphasized it year after year. A lesson was being taught, even though they hadn't been able to go to church, church had come to them. The dad, with tears in his eyes, looked at his wife. They both were quiet for a moment, and at the risk of being corny, dad shut off the music and began to sing softly. Oh, come, let us adore him. One by one, the family joined in until the room filled with sincere adoration to the Savior. One of the boxes marked Xmas was hidden under a pile of tissue. The cat had been batting around all of the paper and darting in and out from under the Christmas tree. The tissue fell off of the box to reveal the faint scrolling of the word star on the side. The little girl ran over to the box and pulled it open. There it was. The oldest ornament the family owned. It had been passed down generation after generation. The star. The family, still singing, Oh, come let us adore him, smiled as Dad lifted the little girl up with the star in her hands. He picked her up, and she placed the star at the top of the tree. It was worn and tattered, but as it rested in its place, the world became brighter. It was at the highest place in the room. The star was looking over the room of family and the gifts. It was where it should be. It didn't fit anywhere else. It could only be at the top, where it always belonged. All of the other ornaments were pretty, some even flashy, but everyone's eyes were fixed on the star. Even though it wasn't the most flamboyant or fancy ornament, it was obviously the star of the show. The dad bowed his head and softly prayed. His warm voice filled the air with assurance. Jesus, forgive our family. Forgive us for being so into the gifts and decorating, even each other, that we forgot about you. We know you're the reason we even celebrate, and we almost missed you. 
Thanks for helping us remember Grandma and Grandpa and how they always pointed us to you. Please help us to always make you the star of our show. Amen. The family stood for a while, speechless. God had come to them this year in the form of a little girl and a Christmas decoration. They would never forget this Christmas. They all made a commitment that Jesus would be the star of their show from this point on. Who is the star of your Christmas? I pray that it would be Jesus, the baby who was born, the man that grew up and died on the cross to forgive you and I of our sin and to set us right with our Heavenly Father. May you have a blessed and Christ-centered Christmas. Christmas.